Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. I'm going to read from uh, one of my favorite theologians, pastors, authors, uh, Bible commentators, uh, John Stott. Uh, he's gone home to be with the Lord now, but uh, the the material that he uh, has written over the years has just been so helpful to me, and I've learned so much and continue to learn from him. Through the Bible, Through the Year is the name of the book, and uh, this selection is toward the end of this collection of writings, and so it's referencing uh, something from the book of Revelation, which I had so such a such a delightful time teaching through the book of Revelation. I don't know if you were um, uh, a part of that study, but it's all online at thevillagechapel.com. Uh, I believe most of it's up on our YouTube page or YouTube channel as well. So please take advantage of that if you want to study the book of Revelation with us. We had a great time. So so encouraged as we as we studied that uh, great book, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Here's a verse from Revelation 22:12 that Stott wants to uh, uh, talk about just a little bit. Behold, I'm coming soon. This is, of course, uh, Jesus. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. All right, so I am coming soon is the title of Stott's writing for the day. One of the striking features of Revelation 22, Stott says, is that it is punctuated three times by the cry of Jesus, I am coming soon. So if you read the whole chapter, you'll know that. Uh, Verse uh, 7, verse 12, and verse 20. Um, How are we to interpret this, Stott asks. And I love it that he asks the same questions that we might ask. I mean, what, what does that mean? I mean, when Jesus uh, is is revealing himself to the Apostle John, probably around 90 A.D., um, did that mean that Jesus was coming back in 91 A.D. And, and was wrong about that? This is the kind of thing that Stott's very helpful. He even puts it uh, in, in his own language. He says, does it mean that Jesus predicted that his return would take place almost immediately and that he was mistaken? This is a widely held view, Stott says, but it's not necessary to reach this conclusion for a number of reasons. And then this sage-like theologian and Bible scholar gives us some of those reasons. First, Jesus said he did not know the day of his coming, and you can read about that in Mark chapter 13, verse uh, 32. Matter of fact, I have it right here. Let me read it for you. He, He tells the parable of the the fig tree, when its branch has already become tender and put forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. In other words, it's like a clock in a way, right? Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, and this he's referring back to some things he's been talking about with his disciples, recognize that he is near right at the door. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, Jesus said, will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Hmm, interesting. So Jesus, when he becomes human, limits himself in certain ways. And this is one of those ways. Even Stott is going to talk about that for a second. Uh, it says he, he says here, firstly, Jesus did not know the day of his coming, Mark 13, 32. Only his father knew it. It's therefore unlikely that he would now pronounce on what he knew he did not know. So in Mark 13, Jesus is simply saying, 
I have limited myself from the knowledge of that at this particular time. And, G- and Stott points out that Jesus was not ignorant of his ignorance. Now, ignorance is not a sin. Uh, ignorance, though, in this particular case, is someone who doesn't have knowledge. And Jesus is saying, I don't know the day or the hour. And only the Father knows the day or the hour. Isn't that interesting and fascinating? Secondly, Stott says, Jesus and his apostles urged his followers in other places to marry and to have children, to earn their own living, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. These instructions are not compatible with belief in an imminent parousia. Now, parousia is, a, is, a, is the Greek word for the second coming of Christ or uh, the second appearing of Christ, if you will. But it's often referred to that way. And so what he's saying is Jesus wouldn't have told his disciples to carry on and and to take the gospel to the ends of the earth uh, if he was just going to be coming, returning next week or something, right? Thirdly, Stott says, Jesus did predict the destruction of Jerusalem within the lifetime of his contemporaries. And it is sometimes hard to discern whether he is referring to this or to the end. And so when Jesus is talking about some of the kinds of events that are going to happen in the end times, it's sometimes difficult to discern, did they have an immediate fulfillment, like when the temple was destroyed in 70 AD? Or are they the kinds of prophetic predictions that have a near fulfillment and a far fulfillment, something that's yet to happen in the future. And Stott is wisely, I think, and on a very balanced level, pointing that out, that that could be the case, right? So he did predict the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, and sometimes, though, it's hard to discern whether he's referring to this here in Mark 13 or to the end times. Fourthly, apocalyptic is a particular literary genre. That's the book of Revelation. It's, a, it's an apocalyptic literature uh, with its own literary conventions. For example, it expresses what will happen suddenly in terms of what will happen soon. This was so in Old Testament prophecies as well. How then should we understand the adverb soon? And see, I, I would have asked Stott that same question right about the time that I read it. Maybe you had that same thought. We need to remember that with the great events of Christ's birth, death, resurrection, exaltation, the new age had already dawned and that there is now nothing on God's eschatological calendar or the end times calendar, if you will, uh, before the parousia. The parousia is the very next event on his timetable. That's interesting. It was and still is true to say, wrote Charles Cranfield, that the parousia is at hand. Thus, Christian disciples are characterized by Faith, hope, and love. Faith apprehends the already of Christ's achievement. Hope looks forward to the not yet of his salvation. And love marks our life now, in the meanwhile. So soon may be chronologically inexact, but at the same time, It is theologically correct. (laughs) So Jesus, three times, I am coming soon in Revelation 22. Encourage you to read that. Encourage you to study the book of Revelation. It's so filled with hope and uh, and in in the kinds of 
times that we live in right now, a book like that is just an amazing read uh, and will turn your eyes upon Jesus in a, in a really uh, helpful way, in a way that builds you up in your faith and trust in Christ Jesus, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords and who promises to return soon to set things right. Mm. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the forward-lookingness of our faith. And thank you that you are trustworthy. And when you say you're coming soon, uh, Lord, we're excited that that's the next thing on the eschatological calendar. Um, and Lord, we, we are excited about you setting things right. We who love justice, we who say that we want the world to be set right, Lord, we want you to return because we want the world to be set right, and we want to know you more fully. Uh, Lord, to look full in your wonderful face and to see you and to know you and walk with you and to worship you together with all of the saints and angels and people from every tribe and tongue and nation. Lord, we look forward to that day. Um, and in the meantime, Lord, help us rest in your love and join you in your mission in this world. We pray this in Jesus' name, for his glory and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.